This is going to be one of the most important things that I believe is important to building generational wealth and what you need to be doing in order to accelerate your asset accumulation, which is going to be the primary theme of this discussion here. So what do you really need in order to actually understand what it takes to build assets? I think there's one very crucial thing here that we all need to understand and recognize, and that is the simple fact that cash flow from those assets need to exceed your debt service. Now, you might look at this and be a little confused and say, well, Nate, I was told debt was bad. I've always been told that debt is a bad thing to have. I shouldn't be in debt. I was always told that I should always pay down my debts and I should never have debt. Where in actuality, what a lot of these businesses do, what a lot of these institutions do, is utilize and leverage debt. And all they do is find assets that are going to pay them more than what the debt service actually is. So we're going to go over basically a really easy way to look at this and a couple of different examples in order for you to take into consideration and look at and utilize as possible ways in which you can implement this strategy of making sure that you can acquire assets, not only with your own money, but also with leveraged money or borrowed money and ensure that cash flow will exceed your debt service. So a really easy way to look at this is to make sure that the asset is bringing in more cash flow than the debt is on the purchase of said asset. So again, we're going to go over a couple different examples, a couple different classes that you might want to take into consideration that you might be able to implement in your current status. So again, a couple of those different examples may include house hacking, so what is house hacking? House hacking is basically where you look at a triplex or something of that nature, something that has multiple units, perhaps multiple bedrooms that you can rent out to other people. Now, again, whenever you look at what you pay for a mortgage and what you might be able to rent out that place for, you might be able to utilize this strategy in the sense that you can buy real estate, physical real estate that you can live in and also rent out to people. So if you have a property <clears throat> that you can get a mortgage on for $600, let's say, because you have really good rates, you put a decent down payment down, and you can rent out one of the bedrooms and bathrooms and that piece of the house for $800 a month, you're making $200 a month in cash flow, and it's servicing that debt, i.e. the mortgage. So not only are you gaining equity, in an asset that you have taken debt on, but you are also making money on that asset. So number one, you're gaining equity in something, which is awesome. You wanna be able to build your asset portfolio, but then number two, you're actually making money while you're paying down the debt, which is again, the ideal situation that we wanna look at here. Uh, and again, assuming that is in fact an appreciating asset the second one is dividend-producing stocks. Now, the way that you would utilize this, and again, this comes with an extraordinarily higher amount of caution because using margins for brokerages usually is not cheap. Now, from my understanding, there are some brokerages out there like Robinhood whose margin rates are a little less than 3% or somewhere around 3%. One example that you might look at 
would be buying a real estate investment trust or a REIT, basically buying stocks that equate to real estate. If you can find something like a AGNC, for example, the stock ticker AGNC that pays like 8% annually, and you can get margin from Robinhood that you only pay 3% on, guess what? That's a differential of 5%. And oh, by the way, that dividend pays every single month. And oh, by the way, you can sell covered calls. You can sell calls against your interests in order to further collect more cash flow. And oh, by the way, if you actually pick something out that has good fundamentals, it's probably going to appreciate with time. So you have multiple different factors working for you. Third example that you might want to look at down the road, whenever you have more capital and you have maybe a team behind you is actually buying a private business. And that's when you actually go into the nitty gritty with your accountants and your lawyers about what the business is worth, what it's producing, what's the return on equity, things of that nature, and figuring out where do you get the money? Is it going to be vendor finance? Is it going to be, or excuse me, seller finance? Is it going to be seller financed, which I know a lot of business people prefer? Is it going to be funded through a bank? Is it going to be funded through a private lender? Things of that nature. And you just have to work out what that interest rate is and what you're actually going to bring in from a business standpoint. So again, this is the prime way that these people make their money is they buy assets where the cash flow is simply higher than the debt service on what's called a month-to-month basis. And oh, by the way, if you actually know what you're doing, the asset is going to appreciate with time. So not only have you made money in the time that you've been paying down the asset, at the end of it all, you're going to own an asset that was worth a heck of a lot more than what you paid for it. So I hope this was helpful for you. Hopefully this gave you some insight as to what truly creates wealth for a lot of individuals. I appreciate you tuning in. Thank you so much.